If you know me at all, you know that debt is my bread mm -hmm. and danger my butter. Oh, no, danger's my bread and death is my butter. No, no, wait, danger's my bread. Death, no, death. No, I'm sorry, death is my, death and danger are my various breads and, and various butters. Mm -hmm. So the issue is something that has, has bothered me for quite a long time in films and TV shows. Uh, people carrying cups uh, do not have liquid in their cups. When they're having coffee cups, they are not actually drinking anything. And I don't know why the 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 staff or the, the, the production crew on that show doesn't know that we all know this. Like, why does that pass? Why is that okay? And so I was very gratified earlier this spring uh, to find uh, that someone has been doing this um, observational work for, for many years with the hashtag uh, Empty Cup Awards. You agreed to help walk us through this. This is, uh, so for listeners, we have Professor Miles McNutt from, uh, are you down at Tidewater now? You're at ODU? No, uh, so I'm an assistant professor at Old Dominion University. All right. Nice. And so this this should give you the pleasure to not have to talk about your, um, your senator. You know he speaks Spanish. Wait, wait, really? <laughs> I will say this, Miles. I, I am uh, Canadian, and so our uh, politicians speaking French as well as English is not as big news up there, I would say. Yeah, no, it's pretty much completely insignificant. Yeah. I'm also Canadian. Yeah. Oh, are you so, really? Where are you I from? Am, yes. Uh, I'm from Nova Scotia. Oh, wow. You're really Canadian. And so and so getting back to the topic, Miles, oh, yes, so you thanks. first noticed the um, the empty cup issue probably watching either Corner Gas or Anne of Green Gables or the Kids of Degrassi Street, I'm assuming? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, okay. like, I think if I go back... Those Canada references? Yes. Those are, in fact, deep Canada references, yes. Really, really deep cuts. Um, I actually wrote my master's thesis in part on Corner Gas. So oh, I'll man. Talk about that later. Um, but one of the things that I think <laughs> is interesting about it is that I traced it back. So the winners of Twitter and social media are that we're sharing things. And ultimately, this is a very basic TV observation and so the empty cup of words is kind of my breaking point, the point at which I decided I need to do something that something being highly trivial and certainly very silly and almost performance art like in its uh, elements, but ultimately using Instagram and Twitter as a way to sort of call attention to these moments to in some way sort of communicate to people that I'm not crazy. Here's what I'm seeing if you're not watching as much TV as I am. But I like it. I appreciate it. I appreciate that there's now a record. Do, I mean, you did all the legwork. Well, and I think that's the thing, too, where it's like, I first off, I have to acknowledge that Slate, certainly the producers at Slate, Daniel Hubbard, who put together the video, and the editors there really did a lot of the work to kind of piece it together into a nice package mm. um, and move from that. But certainly, I ended up just giving them my archive, and I just sort of said, look, here is all of the clips from Instagram. But I think that's the thing, when it comes to these sorts of small TV details, what I found was that everybody had a show that bugged them, mm -hmm. something that, that they remembered or thought about. But very few people had seen it across all of these shows. I watch a lot of TV and see it across various different elements and Me can too. see sort of trends spot between them. But that is not a normal way of watching television. Now, now, wouldn't it have been nice if you could have just given all your random notes to these Slate guys and they would have written your dissertation for you? That's a, that's a dream and a half. That would, have, um, that would have been cool. That would have been Slate.ca. You know what? <laughs> Maybe try it. You made the comment in the in the piece about how it's meant to evoke a sense of realism or to bring a, a realistic nature to the character. Like, look at them drinking coffee. But it ends up exaggerating it so much and, and doing the opposite. It ruins it. It take, makes it unrealistic because you can tell that you just don't hold your hot chocolate 
sideways. And by the way, whatever clip that was where they were having the hot chocolate with the foam on top, it seemed to be like 70, 80 degrees Southern California. I don't know who's drinking hot chocolate in that weather. So that is from an MTV show called Awkward, which is set in Palos Verdes in Southern California. So yes, the logic of hot chocolate in that particular moment, um, I'm not quite sure why they weren't just drinking coffee. Now, what about the extended, so the, the other thing that's in this universe is in efforts to make characters more realistic, I think they they try to exaggerate a specific tereo, stereotype of character so that uh, my wife and I will watch The, the Good Wife. And whenever somebody's like, if there's a musician who's a, a defendant, or if there's a an artist who's the defendant, like the musician has got, always has their guitar with them, and the and the artist has always got their sketch pad with them. It just takes one singular feature of that person and says, this will define the entirety of them, and therefore they will be more be more realistic to you. And to me, it just takes it totally out of it. With something like a character in a procedural, like Good Wife introduced for a single episode, they have a very small amount of time to establish who that character is and limited sort of, I guess, opportunities to flesh out that characterization. And so I understand the instinct to go to very basic semiotics, very basic symbolism, to take items, to use props, to use these details to sort of signify what they want to get across very quickly in a way that doesn't take up the amount of time they need to tell a story they want to tell, to focus on the characters who care more about, etc. I understand the instinct behind that. And I, so I don't necessarily know if the ways in which they use these objects is necessarily caught up to the reality of sort of a more complex viewership experience. You know, I can tell you what I want to see is I think well, this will be successful when you find an animated show where they intentionally make a reference to like an animated character drinking something to find out that there was nothing in it. Mm-hmm. Like, like to reveal that. that. That's all you know that this thing landed. Well, I, I got to say, next time we have Jim Lipton on the show, we'll ask him why at the actor studio, <laughs> they're not specifically training the actors to that, actually yeah, deal with that. this, because then it wouldn't be a problem, whether it's a last minute thing. Are you taking notes to remember that for when <laughs> the next time he's on the show? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, can, I, I need to ask for your help, Miles. Speaking of animated shows, I can't get Simon to watch BoJack Horseman. Yes. And I think he needs to. I would agree. And I think that would be the show that would do the empty coffee cup gag. I would concur with that. I think that that show has a very shrewd understanding of the way, like, just, just re- in the season premiere, uh, this season, there's a really great rant Bojack goes on about the economics of network television. So I feel like it would be well-primed to uh, go in that direction. I, I agree. Well, I have to say this. I am busy watching reruns of rent So <laughs> there you go. That's what I'd say to that. Well, I'll tell you what, I know that you've uh, the, your video has already been seen by thousands of people and your Twitter following is uh, orders of magnitude greater than ours, but we'll do you a favor. Mm-hmm. We have almost dozens of followers and we're going to we're gonna repost that and you're going to not see any bump at all, but we're, we're going to feel good about it. <laughs> I don't think you'll see a decline. That's what we can promise. <laughs> all right, we promise that. That's, I, I very much appreciate that. Thank you, Miles. No, thank you. Hey there, we're from the Poorly Summarized Podcast. I'm Justin Scott. And I'm Michael Smith. Simon and Ben asked us to record a quick segment for their podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Who? who? Simon and Ben, the hosts of Various Breads and Butters podcast. Wait, that's... uh, is that a restaurant? I, I no. thought you didn't eat bread. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 a podcast. We had them on as guests a few episodes ago. Uh, we were guests on their show. I 
uh, drawn a blank. Lafayette College, uh, Renan, Friday Sunday, Black Licorice, anything? Uh, I mean, I hate Black Licorice, but I'm still nothing. Well, okay. Uh, I'm Justin Scott, and I really like the various Breads and Butters podcast. Mostly just because Simon's voice and the dull topics help me fall asleep. But he does have a great voice, and it is a great show, and I really like it. That makes one of us, I guess. That was a great commercial. That was a really good commercial. Do you want to wind up, or do you want to, like, boom, here's a new episode. We have a guest. Let's go. I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, welcome to episode 71 of Various Breads and Butters. I'm your host, Simon <laughs> Tonov. With me, as always, is my co-host, Ben Brickhouse-Cohen. Out in the studio, still back from look retirement, you look. is Renan Sequitur-Denser. <laughs> with us. That's a big deal, like, back from retirement twice. Absolutely. We Absolutely. thought he was gone two times. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm starting to think he's it's not It's like Godfather 4. Yeah. Yeah, right. Good one. With us in the studio is a um, very special guest. Have we ever uh, had a guest that wasn't very special? Oh, I, I could probably think of some. Probably early, in the early episodes, though, before episode 43. Dean Erica D'Agostino. Um, Erica, you must be thrilled to be here. How are you doing? I am thrilled to be <laughs> good, here. Good. This is exciting. Yeah. So how are you doing? I'm doing great. You got me out of the house. I was doing chores all day. This is much better. Now, we're on air now. <laughs> yes. And you, you can, you're, you're trying to hide the fact that you were hunting Pokemon. But yeah. is that really what you were doing? Were you doing chores? Or wait, do you consider hunting Pokemon a chore now? No, I, I do not hunt Pokemon. Actually, I'm I'm You're willing quite to say in that opposition to people, especially adults, okay. who are hunting Pokemon. You'd rather they let them free <laughs> to roam <laughs> the countryside. Leave the, you know, leave the Pokemon alone. I okay. think the thing I appreciate is that it's not going to be dated at all. Like, this is going to last forever. It's oh, not yeah. a fad. Big time. It's here. It'll never go away. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when, is... we, when you hear this episode, like, in three months or four months, people are going to be like, oh, yes, this is still topical. What do you mean three months or four months? 20 years. 20 30 years. years. They're going to be thinking, right. that is topical. It'll be like, they were talking about Pokemon Go at the inception of it, I actually, and now our lives are centered around Pokemon before Go. Before I came to the show, I looked up the definition of Evergreen. Yes. And it said, Pokemon Go. It'll always be around. It's wonderful. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Want, can we, you want to talk to the guests, like, about uh, the guests' life? Something not. I think I would. Now, yeah. you've been in Easton a longish time. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. how long would you say, if one were to guess, how long have you been in Easton? Well, I was born in the area. Born in the area. Uh -huh. Yeah. And so, you went to high school in the area? I did. I went, I didn't go to Easton High School. Okay. I went to Moravian Academy. Somehow I wound up at Lafayette. So I don't you, know how that you, happened. You went to Lafayette as an undergraduate. What did you, what did you study while you're here? Psychology and art. Wow. This is a very psychology-weighted podcast. Yeah, I wonder why. Half of us are psychologists? Yeah, somebody's yeah. always got a psychology reference. So I want to fill in the pieces to it, but first... Oh, please go. Um, we'll, we'll get up to the end point, but can we start with the end? Like, what, what is your job right now? Dean of Advising and Co-Curricular Programs. And what are you advising? I advise everybody about everything. <laughs> Good. So oh, it's okay. like being in charge of what, what classes students want to take and when they need to get help with classes and what majors they should be in. Well, I mean, we do a little bit. Of, really, the faculty advisors are doing that. So we we assist with faculty advising. You know, the class deans help students when they're having difficulties. Basically, you deal with students a lot. A lot. Uh, yeah, a lot. Mm -hmm. But yeah. faculty as well. Yeah, you're, you're on both sides of it. This mm -hmm. is a really that's a, that's a, a really good element. guest. Yeah. For a show about students and faculty. I would think so. Administrators. I would think maybe, maybe this will be the one where people start to listen. I wouldn't count on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, one of these days. One of these days. Where did you do your graduate study? Seton Hall. 
Well, mm-hmm. in, in in what? Educational leadership management and policy. There you go. Mm-hmm. And now you're an educational leader. And here we go. Managing yeah. policy. Yeah. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. that, I had been a school psychologist. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. In uh, in this area. In in Jersey. Yeah. In Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I worked at a public high school. Oh, cool. Served a lot of students there. Did you enjoy that? It was it was really very interesting work. The mm. worst part of being a school psychologist is there is so much paperwork. Mm. You feel like you're going to be suffocated by reams of paper. Wow. Because you're doing individualized education programs for every student who's within the special ed program. Wow. That's probably but, all digitized um, now, though. So it's just reams of computer screens. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. But it was it was a lot of fun on a day to day basis. Well, that's you know, cool. when you're you're working with students who have a lot of emotional issues as well, mm-hmm. and uh, I was constantly helping to break up fights and you know bring people off the ledge when they were throwing desks and chairs out windows. It was, wow, it was pretty interesting. Or walking in the street playing Pokemon Go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think all our references would have to be to season season four, right? Season four of The Wire. Yes. The school season. I think that I think that was the school season of the that, wire. That's, have you seen the wire? I have not. Probably not. Probably I don't didn't watch want to a see lot it. of TV. Why not? It's so good. It's, <laughs> it's like a box. Honestly, when you I'm at home, on. I'm either working on my house or mm-hmm. I'm doing. But you don't need any advice on how to turn on the TV and stuff. Like you, you know how your DVR works and all. That I stuff? do because we do. can help you with that. I, I no, I know okay. how that works. So it's it's you choose not to watch. It. I do. That's a little weird for us. A little weird. And so. So it's definitely not a technical problem. It's all plugged in. You got it's enough all electricity. Plugged in. Yeah. So it's it's summer now, and but when this comes out, it'll still be summer. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, so, it won't be uh, hundred degrees outside. No. Okay. Although I kind of got screwed on that recently. Why? We were down in Georgia, and it was really hot. Mm-hmm. And I made a big deal about how everybody talked about how hot it was, and they've got the you know the weather report on and the news, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's a hot one," and you know we're just walking around thinking. It, yes, I assume that will be the case. It's Georgia and it's July. Right. That that's the equation. If Evergreen equals Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. Georgia in July equals hot. So mm-hmm. I don't think we need to announce it and say, "Whoo, boy, it's going to be hot today." But but I kind of walked myself into a corner there. You really did. Because then we were walking around, and I really felt the need to complain that it is it was really hot. But I couldn't really voice it or find an audience that would care. You just painted yourself into a corner. <laughs> I did. <laughs> wow. So watch out for that. Okay, I, I do. So speaking of hot. Yeah. Will it be that this hot? That was a great segue. Will it be this hot at orientation? Like you have a big hand in orientation, don't you? Mm-hmm. Is it basically your thing? Like are you, your office it, it's devises it? My office with um, the dean of students office. So it's okay. a partnership. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. As an observer or a member of many meetings on campus over the years, I've been, you know, astonished at how many times I hear people say any given thing they're talking about should be added to orientation. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. so without anything, knowing this from you, I'm assuming you get this a lot. Anything that someone thinks a student should know, they want it all into it infused into those couple days that we have them trapped. So how do you know how much to pack in orientation and like what, what actually works and what's they're not going to remember it 20 minutes later. Yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. I think that they are, they're able to recall small chunks of information that get thrown mm-hmm. at them, but there is so much going on. And really their biggest concern during orientation is just m- meeting people. We do oftentimes spend day one trying to extract students from their families. Yeah, It's 
difficult. Yeah. So uh, you're, you're talking, uh, are we doing icebreakers here? Are there a lot of icebreakers? There are some, sure. The, the orientation leaders do that with their groups. Trust falls? <laughs> no, no trust falls. Can we make a ropes course, maybe? Would you like to do that? A, a do you want to set that up? What is oh, a, a ropes course? A ropes course. You know what a ropes course is? A ropes course. What? What is he? If he keeps re- repeating it, it's a it's a cope. It's if a, he keeps repeating it, he'll, he'll eventually understand he'll maybe what figure it is. It out. It's like an obstacle course. It involves ropes. What like, is like you go across from a tree to tree on on some oh, ropes. Ropes is the yeah. Are you get, getting it now? It's a course with ropes. Does everything have to be rope based? Uh, well, I, I I don't think it has to be rope based. I don't think there's a society of ropes course that really. Pay attention to this kind of thing, but yeah, generally there's a lot of. Can ropes. you like shimmy under barbed wire? Like, is this marine training? No, no, it's it's much. I mean, I do you I jump over we things. Could, we could ask Erica. Do you think barbed wire would go over well, or no? Should we not? Let's, we, do, let's you know, not do barbed wire. We could try it and okay. just see what happens. Why don't we do a small pilot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find okay, out right. what happens. A ropes course. Yeah, I think I think all those things. So, can you pack that into orientation as well? Uh, I, I, I'll do my best. I'll, okay. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> okay. I think, I, I think I would remember that yeah. if it happened. Yeah. I, there you I, go. I remember a f- very few things from orientation after yeah. four years. I remember uh, my orientation leader um, stole salt and pepper, you know, shakers from the dining hall. Borrowed. No way. Yes. Okay. Um, Borrowed indefinitely. Wait how, wait, how do you know this, Renan? Because you know, like, they didn't we, bring it from it home. Was, it was our first meal. Okay. And she was like, oh, I need these. And that was funny. <sighs> Could we, um, hold on. Hold, hold. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How do you spell her last name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, our, our budgets are razor thin here, Renan. We can't afford to buy new salt We're going to have shakers. to get in touch with her Ren- and get reimbursed for that <laughs> salt and pepper shaker. Absolutely. Renan, do you have, what I was remember sh- chanting. Chanting. Um, oh, like, geez. What were you like chanting? shouting and stuff like hey, that. Hey, hey, ho, it was, ho. It was um, red like something. Yeah. It was like red, red. I forgot what it was. What did you make oh, of this at the moment, in the moment? Um, no, I have no idea what it was. Was it like communist type stuff or no? <laughs> and I remember I remember playing frisbee golf. Okay. Um, for those who don't know what frisbee golf is, it's like um, you throw frisbees in a um, course that is pre-arranged. See, that seems much more sensible than ropes Course. I'm, I'm also going to go on a limb and say uh, frisbee golf is pretty descriptive on its own. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I didn't think so at the time. Okay. Okay. Um, they don't have frisbee golf in Turkey? No. Do they have frisbee? Yeah. They golf? golf? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think this is on you for not making the connection right now. <laughs> Maybe, Do you remember uh, the, the hypnotist? Barely. That's all I remember from my orientation. Very barely. This is an annual event? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hypnotist. Do we have one coming up yeah. for this orientation? Oh, yeah. The hypnotist, actually, this is just a little show trivia, convinced Renan that he was from Turkey. <laughs> Renan's actually from Kenosha. <laughs> and um, I just think that that's interesting. That's he funny. still hasn't been snapped out of that. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, the next orientation, not my orientation, but the orientation when I was starting sophomore year, me and my roommate decided to get into the new class class picture. Oh yeah. Um, and then Willem decided. Willem dressed as uh, Waldo, so there would be a re- really <laughs> interesting uh, "Where's Waldo" situation. Oh, that's nice. And oh, then uh, that's if, hysterical. If, if you look at the picture from uh, class Can you find seventeen, him? but you can't find him. That's the hard thing. Yeah, where's Waldo? But do you remember anything from your college orientation? I remember uh, scavenger hunts. <laughs> There was a little bit of hazing, like like light, light, light hazing, where they wrote <laughs> bad things on my T-shirt. 
And I don't know why. Bad things on your t-shirt? Yeah, like what? That, that, that I, like, I was a jerk, but in, in worse language than that. But I wasn't um, a jerk. I want, I want to make that clear. Um, I was a really nice guy, but they, they just- They, they thought it was funny to, to play against type? I think maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How about you, Erica? Since you went to Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was the hypnotist here then? The hip, yeah, I wasn't How the same hypnotist. Yeah. not the same guy. Okay. but that's the only thing that I remember. The hypnotist. And were you yourself hypnotized? No, I was not. Okay, good. Oh, I I didn't volunteer. Good. I went to Virginia Tech, and I remember. I don't. I don't know any of the people who are in my orientation group, but I remember that we all went out to get pizza, and then half the people broke away to go smoke pot. Hmm. Which half of that group were you in? I was not in that half because I remember they seemed. Uh, they struck me as losers. Like the way that they were trying to like gather together all their all the ones who were going to be cool and break away. It's about time we did an anti-drug message on <laughs> yeah. various bread and oh, It's yeah. just <laughs> my memory of it was like, what are you all doing? Like we're at orientation at college. Like I don't know any of you. We're going to get pizza. You're just going to be like, yeah. hey, look at me. Let's go smoke pot over by the whatever dorm. Yeah, yeah. It, like you shouldn't be that uh, you know disenfranchised just quite yet. <laughs> right. You you're, should you're, wait you're, at least a few weeks yeah. before that happens. You were barely enfranchised just earlier today. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it must be hard. Like, this is the prime age. Like, how can you fit when you're trying to figure out how does orientation work or what's the best way for it? This population of this age and demographic of students are the exact ones where you can't tell if they have a legitimate comment on why it doesn't work or if they're just being like teenage angsty, Mm -hmm. moping around, let's bust out of here and smoke some pot. Mm -hmm. I think everybody has a beef with orientation once it's over because it's so busy. It's a, you know, a long period of time. We throw so much at them. Mm -hmm. Although if you ask anyone else around campus, they think we don't put enough in there. So are you saying, should we maybe pick six or seven episodes that they should all collectively listen to? Can we pack that into orientation? Abs- that would be we like would three, love that. three or yeah. four hours. Yeah. We've got plenty of time to do that. And so this, this orientation is a class of 2020? It is, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know that trivia, all of these students have never lived in a world without an iPhone. Don't do the math. Don't do the math. <laughs> never mind. Okay. I think we're not like that one. <laughs> Yes. I was in high school uh, when iPhone came out. I know. Oh my he, he doesn't know math. Well, uh, no, I was thinking of um, what stereotypes of college do you have to correct for them? Like, what do they bring with them when they think something that like college mm-hmm. is a certain way? And you're like, I don't mm-hmm. know where you got that. Animal House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is where they get it. Yeah. Actually, what's interesting is their perception of what college should be is often similar to what their parents think. And mm. I think that they perceive that we're more like a like a cruise ship maybe or an all-inclusive vacation, mm. uh, you know, where you go and you can have a good time yeah. and meet lots of people. And In their defense, I think there is unlimited frozen yogurt. I, right, Turner. I believe there is. So, so that's that it, right. I've had parents call and complain because – their student is in an 8 a.m. class, mm. and they somehow think that we are we are just monsters for mm. having classes that begin at 8 right. o'clock in eight, the morning. 8 is quite – 8 a.m. is pretty early. Uh, now, in, <laughs> in your years of, of, of doing this, have parent interactions changed? You mentioned parents. Have they got – I mean, listen, mm. the, the, the conception out there is more helicopter parents. They're much more involved in their kids' lives. Have you noticed that on the ground from, from where you are? Yeah, 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 without a doubt. You know, there there are a lot of students who never take control of mm-hmm. what's happening here, whether it's coursework or, you know, a problem with billing, whatever it might right. be. Parents are so involved. I, I mean, to the, to the extent that in the summer when students are 
registering mm-hmm. that, you know, for their first semester of college, yeah. we have actually had parents calling pretending to be their son or daughter. Wow. Oh, yeah, because obviously we won't take course selection requests from oh. parents. Wow. And they can use auto-tune to make their voices <laughs> they, higher. They try. Sure. Wow. But yeah, they they will pretend that they are the son or daughter. And, and to be fair, this is probably crazy. this is probably not just happening at Lafayette. I, oh I, no, I it's everywhere. It's, it, well and uh, I had I, I gained great sympathy for these students. I had one a couple years ago who had to drop out in the middle of the first semester and he was in my office talking about it and he, he broke down, he's really distraught and he was saying he was actually voicing this critique. Although he didn't mean it that way. He's like, I've just never, I don't know how to do this stuff. I've never done any of this stuff by myself. My mom always does it. Like, I don't know how to make appointments. I don't know how to keep up with things. Like my mom just, she did the application. She got me the plane flight. She For the listeners, I'm making a cringy face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like, wow, this is real. It it is. Like it wasn't his fault. Yeah. And he was failing out. I was like, dude, you're, you're failing. Yeah. And, And I mean, not even with academics. I mean, just in terms of living alone, mm-hmm. we've even had parents who call up and say, now listen, are you going to show my son how to use the washer dryer in the residence hall? And are, will you explain how to use the bank card? And, you know, I have to say to parents, actually, we're expecting that you'll do all that with him. Wow. Well, then maybe there's just a laundry service and I can pay for someone to you know pick up his clothes, have it laundered and then deliver it back to his room. Can I suggest? you put that in orientation maybe oh yeah. sure that, an atm that. demo sure laundry yeah. demo now uh-huh. now and, and make sure it goes the whole cycle like <laughs> right. if it's a 55 minute cycle they're going to want to see it all the way through yeah so well, block out an hour and okay so now so now i'm thinking now from like an individual differences perspective i mean clearly not all students are like this and and, no. and potentially not even the majority of students are like this so i mean and this is this is real life with training wheels on let's be mm-hmm. let's be clear that they're ill-equipped. That sounds like a quote. Was that a quote? I don't think so. I mean, it might be, but I just thought of it. That was I, like that I, was real daytime TV. I think I just thought of it now. But what is it about those differences? No, there's actually okay. a lot of research out there mm-hmm. that parents of this high school, college age generation mm-hmm. are actually over-involved. Okay. And so, I, to me, it all it comes down to parenting. I do. I think it comes down to parents allowing their kids to be a little bit more independent and make the mistakes earlier on so that when they get here, they've already had to figure some things out for themselves. We were talking offline about uh, an episode of a different show, also hosted by a Canadian gentleman named Malcolm Gladwell, I think is his name. Never heard of him. He's from Toronto. But he has a show and he's talking about higher education, Mm -hmm. liberal arts, talking about Bowdoin and Vassar specifically. But in the course of talking about it, uh, he was the, the the point of it was um, the amenities race and how prices go up and how do you get the quality of how do you get diversity on the on the on the campus. Um, but one part of the story was you you need to get the tuition dollars from X amount of students so that you can support the other students who can't pay the tuition. And to do that, you have to make an you have to provide an experience that's going to draw the students who can pay full tuition at these expensive schools. Mm-hmm. And so. For a student who's had their own bedroom, their own bathroom, their own car their whole life, when they come here and they're sharing rooms and they don't have that, their own climb, climbing culture wall. shock. Yeah, yeah, they're mm-hmm. not, yeah, their own rock climbing wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they're not. They're not going to want to come there. So you have to do this balance between mm-hmm. playing to the amenities race and fighting against it at the same time. I understand where the institutions are to blame for putting all these amenities in the lazy river, the climbing walls, all mm-hmm. that stuff, the soaking but, tubs, the soaking in the tubs. Yes, mm-hmm. but does somebody have a lazy river? 
Uh, yeah, I think Texas A and M maybe. I forget. And, and there's there's maybe a That's couple. Awesome. I think in the sounds South. like fun to me. I also think that that oftentimes, so we 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 take it from a supply side that the demand side isn't there. It's not as though people that come to the university are like, oh, look at that climbing wall. I just, I can't believe that. Like people are like, oh, mm-hmm. cool, a climbing wall. And whether that affects their their desire to come, I mean, people do yeah. like those things. Well, I do like when a um, friend of the show, past guest John Warner, mm-hmm. came to campus a couple of years ago and we had a, a dinner. He was giving a, uh, doing a reading and we had the dinner over where we have our rock climbing wall. And he, he was a guest. He's like, oh my God. You really have these? I thought people just said that, like nope. as a shorthand for how ridiculous things were. Nope. Like he was stunned that you really, wow, I just thought that was a joke that people made to talk about how crazy it is. Nope. I probably, I probably in, in the grand scheme of things, it probably didn't cost um, all that much. Wow, you're defensive about this. I don't know. I mean, I like rock climbing. I don't. Uh, so these are all local discussions, and I think maybe we can move it to uh, we have a quiz for today. We have a quiz. We have a quiz. Uh-oh. Which is also locally based. Sure. Okay. Uh, Erica, of course, you're familiar with all the past episodes, so you know that quizzes are never well developed and not that, just it's not a good experience. Because ben, because ben <laughs> They don't go well. Okay. No. Perfect. They don't go well. <laughs> yeah. So I these can't are, wait. These are the real or not quizzes. We're all going to play. Yes. You can ask, you can answer last, because these are all, are these really famous people from the Lehigh Valley or not? And you should know this. Oh, because you know everyone from the Lehigh Valley. I know some people from the Lehigh Valley. Okay, well, yeah. let's see if you know everyone. Well, and the quiz isn't have you personally met all of them? Mm-hmm. Nope. Do I get a buzzer to buzz in? You can just buzz audibly if you want. You could. <laughs> they always start easy so that you, you get the feel for it. Okay. Because it's a very hard concept. Is this real or not? Just uh, people mm-hmm. are like, well, what about in the middle? What if it's half real? What if they're dead and Canadian? Yeah. <laughs> that always happens. <laughs> yes. All right, number one all right. L- Larry Holmes, heavyweight champion, Larry Holmes. Larry yes. Holmes. I, I'm going to say yes, because there's a street named after him in Easton. Renan? Yeah, there's also a statue all after right. him. And he's the Easton assassin. He is the Easton assassin. Too easy, Ben. All right, so we mm-hmm. all know this. I told, what did I just say? The first one <laughs> I don't listen is a confidence builder. Don't the second one, race car driver Mario Andretti. Isn't I bl- he Italian? Simon? I think, I think he's from Nazareth. I, I don't know this person, but he sounds like he's from Italy. <laughs> and there aren't that many Italian sounding names around here. Nope. Dean D'Agostino. <laughs> uh, well, he's from the Lehigh Valley, but he's not from Easton. Right. Lehigh mm-hmm. Valley counts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, a, that's a yes. Yeah. That's a yes. Yes. All right. Number three, actor Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. So he played uh, Jesse on Breaking Bad? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, he did. Aaron Paul. See, I actually watched that show. Okay. Breaking Bad. Oh, there you go. I've got one. You watched you watched the whole thing? I watched it. It wasn't just All one show. Okay. I, <laughs> thought, I thought you might have watched the premiere. I watched that show. Done. I watched the whole thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I loved like, it. Aaron Paul sounds like he could see that that's a that's a good that's It's a, a two good first one. name. It's a two first name guy. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm gonna say no because just I, I can't I don't remember that ever being made a thing. And that would typically I would think someone would make a thing of that. Renan? I'm going to say yes. Okay. I ha- uh, This is a guess, but I'm going to say yes. I'm going to tell you, here's the thing that Simon and Renan and listeners love. The uh-huh. answer is no. Okay, good. <laughs> and I don't know where he's from. Great. <laughs> great. Awesome. <laughs> I just know he's not here. <laughs> That's not fair. Well, uh, from we here. know? He's from California. <laughs> Interested listeners can write us at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com and let Someone us know. Someone could Google that right now. Or, you know, you know uh, Aaron Paul, if you're out there listening, which you probably are, just Call in, let us know. Friend of the One show. would think so. Yeah. 330 right. WJR. Next up is an actress, Alison Brie. 
Alison Brie. So she she was on Community. She was, she on, was Community. on uh she was on Mad Men. I I think that I probably heard a Mark Marin interview with her and that she was from California. So I'm going to say no. Don't give away information to everybody else. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's just trying to be helpful. I am. That's not that that not that I know that that's true. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Mark Marin does have a podcast. We have that's true. I'm not sure about that. Renan? Oh yeah, I think I, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I have no idea. Also, I don't know who this person is. Yeah, I no. don't know who it is either. No, she's from California. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mark Marin podcast. Remember I said that? All right. This <laughs> next one's for Renan. Right. Yes. Uh, website and cartoonist and book writer Randall Monroe. Randall Monroe. Now what? He wrote uh, a book called What If. Okay. He's got a website called XKCD. That one, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids love it. I believe he is from the Lehigh Valley. I think he is from, is he from Easton, in fact? Renan? Ooh, he is from Easton. He is from Easton. Yeah. Erica? You're supposed to guess, say yes, I think he is. I can confirm that I have, my guess is, um, yes. Have you never played this game? No, he confirmed, all he confirmed was his guess. He did not confirm the fact. Erica, she's not sure. I think think I'm going to make an educated guess and say yes. Okay. Yes, he is. Awesome. Who's? Awesome. Uh, I thought you were going to go into how many times have we brought this up on the show? Mm-hmm. Many times. Like six or seven <laughs> many times. times. That's why I'm certain. All right, next, Amy Sedaris. Who's Amy that? Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. She's an actress. She's a she's a writer. She is from a a, a family of writers, brothers David Sedaris. I'm, I'm going to say no, and I'm not going to tell you why. Well, I have no idea who this person is well, or like, I'm... you know, uh, so I'm going to guess yes. Okay. Eric. I'm going to say no. The answer is no. They're like North Carolina. Maybe there you go. Yeah, Mr. North Carolina. Ha, ha, ha. All right, the next one is Sally Jesse Raphael. Oh, that's a good Renan, one. Renan, do you know who that is? Nope. Think red glasses. Yeah, she had a, big, She big had a talk glasses. show for, she had like a, she was a pre-Oprah. Yeah. Oh, um, the class of 2020 never lived in a world where Sally Jesse Raphael had her own show. Oh is that Is that true? But where's that's she from? That's probably true, right? I don't know. Okay. Um, what about Ricky Lake? Well, no, that's. <laughs> wait, wait, are, are you moving on to the? No, no, I just want to know if the class of 2020 has ever seen a show hosted by Ricky Lake. Um, maybe when they were really, really young. Um, right. I'm gonna Maury say. Povich. Wait, wait, are, are we are we skipping all these people? No. <laughs> okay. Sally Jesse Raphael. Sally Jesse Raphael. I'm gonna say no, but I have no idea. Renan. Well, those red glasses have to be custom made. Um, well, there's yeah. your there's your clue. <laughs> Did you look her up? Yeah. 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 Warby Parker. Mm. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah, sponsor the show. Yep. Whether they know it or not. Warby Parker for all your glass scene needs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just dial 1 800 Warby. Probably. Um, what do you think, Renan? Um, I'm going to say no. Erica? I'm going to say yes. The answer is yes. No way. Where's she from? Yes. She's from Allentown. No. Are you, are you just was, guessing she was that? Born or did you in actually? She was born in Easton and went to uh, Easton Area High School. Boom. Wow. <laughs> Why are you booming me? You thought she was in Allentown. Um, wow, that's cool. I'm Good not going to ask if uh, uh, Billy Joel is from Allentown. Still too on the nose. Uh, all right. Next, Will Arnett. Uh, no. Renan. Do you know Will Arnett? Nope. No. Again, like I'm, I'm so, uh, oh, I saw this person. He's Job. Yeah. In Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. Watch oh, Arrested yeah, Development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say no, because uh, he's, I don't think he would be from Pennsylvania. I don't think he has a type. Got it. Yeah, I'm going to say no. That's Canada. He's Canadian. Yeah. All right. Um, how about 
Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I Dwayne The Rock well, Johnson. It depends on what you, when you say from. Did they spend eleventh grade and on here? I'm gonna say wait, eleventh grade and on, or <laughs> or tenth grade and on. I'll say yes. Do you think now you're wondering now? What if it was tenth grade? Yeah. How specifically you're talking? I'm gonna say yes, Renan. I'm gonna say yes too. Okay, Erica. I, I'm gonna say yes. Didn't we go friends? to Liberty High School? Yeah, we dated <laughs> briefly. <laughs> Freedom High School, I think. No, I'm, j- I'm joking. You know what? We just we just broke that story, and we're editing out. No, I'm joking. So, <laughs> right. too late. Too late. Sorry. All right. Um, I have another one. Okay. Jane Mansfield. Jane. Oh, star geez. of stage and screen. Go way back. Twentieth century titan. Go way back. Of Hollywood. Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield. I'm going to say yes because I would like it to be true. Renan? I don't know this person, so I'm going to say yes. Okay. Erica? I'm going to say no. It's a yes. Wow. wow. Where from? Uh, well, partly in Phillipsburg. Okay. And I'm counting that in Lehigh Valley. Really? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the interesting thing I learned yeah. is Jane Mansfield's daughter is Mariska Hargitay. No way, really? Oh, I, I did that? not know that. From Law & Order SV, SVU. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know who she is, but I've never seen the or, show. I, I feel the same way. Yeah, as my in- in-laws call it, Law & Order SUV. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> All right, how about Paul F. Tompkins? Paul F. Tompkins, no. Comedian Paul F. Tompkins. How, how, how far are you stretching the Lehigh Valley? Uh, Philadelphia is not the Lehigh Valley. <laughs> right. As a for instance... As a for instance, I'm going to say no. Nor is Pittsburgh. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say no. Renan? <laughs> no. No. Didn't I tell you how good these games were? I can, yeah. You're a great good. host. They're super good. No, but I have one more. Okay. Is this person from the Lehigh Valley or not? If you can piece together all the people who are not. Uh-huh. Bojack Horseman. All y'all are idiots because every person I named is on BoJack Horseman. Why are you saying all? Why? Because you won't watch the show. I don't know why you won't watch the Wait, show. Wait, but you said all y'all. Wait. And how? that includes our producer, our guest, and me. You meant just me. They how? got collateral damage. <laughs> Wait, who's... who's wow, that's like, tough. That old lady, though, that you were talking about. Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that means you You better not be talking about me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I guess she would be. I think she's maybe passed at this point. Um, well, how is she in that show? No, she's really from the Lehigh Valley. Oh, oh. so the people that weren't from the Lehigh Everybody Valley. Everybody who's not from the Lehigh Valley. Oh, like Aaron Paul. That's right. Aaron Paul, Alison Brie, Amy Sedaris, Will Arnett, Paul you know, F. Tompkins. Those are really talented people. I should really watch that show. It's remarkable. That's, um, you know. It's you're, a good show. You're I walking into it. the middle of a side argument. I, I can see that. I've finally been convinced to watch Not that only, show. but I've been proud to say that friend of the show, past guest. Yes. Stephen Roderick. Correct. Published a, a profile of the show in the New York Times Magazine. Mm, New York Times Magazine. And still he's not watching it. I haven't heard of that. Is that a periodical of some sort? Should I do my You do have now? a question. I do have a question for you, Eric. I actually have another uh, question, but do yours first. I'm going to do mine first. Which day do you prefer, Friday or Sunday? Friday. Friday. Interesting. Yeah. So you're, um, you're just like me. You, I mean, you technically work five days a week, have weekends yeah. off, technically. Um, but you're, but Friday is Friday is a work day. Like most normal Friday Americans, is she a work day. prefers yeah. it. So why do you, why do you prefer Friday? Because I can spend the entire day anticipating the weekend in front of me. Now, do you fear that you don't live in the moment, though? Because, you know, on Sunday, a day like today. He likes to mm-hmm. extrapolate. No, because I, I, no, I'm, Ben and I are both Friday people, so I'm just I'm just trying to. As are two-thirds of all two, surveyed people. The platinum ratio. Yeah. 
Um, no, I think I still live in the moment. Okay. okay. I just, you know, when you when you really think about what day you are in mm-hmm. when it's Sunday mm. and Monday lies ahead, that's, I, that's, that's just that kind of depressing. That is now, Renan, um, could you ask Simon if he has a follow-up to that? Do you have a follow-up for that? I actually do, Renan. Thanks for asking. Um, what What are your thoughts, Erica, on black licorice? I don't like it. Good, Good answer. answer. At all. Uh, yeah. Nor do Friday we've, people. We've found, I, I, think, I think we're at 100% of people before Friday <laughs> hate if black you licorice. Listen, if you go back and listen to the tapes. If you go back and listen to just this show, 100% of the people we've interviewed who like today. Friday today don't like black licorice. People who like Sunday love black licorice. Mm. So it's very strange. It's bizarre. Um, ben, what was your other question? My other question wasn't a quiz question, but I have to settle something. I need to survey people. Mm-hmm. The scenario is there is an off-ramp from a highway, and when you get off the highway, you can turn right, and when, as you get off the highway, there is a, you know, right-turn-only lanes, and there are two red lights, and they both have right arrows, mm-hmm. and they have signs on them that say right-turn-only, mm-hmm. so you know that you, you're not going to go all the way there and then, like, veer around to go to the left. So... It has two signs. First, it says, like, stop here on red. And mm-hmm. then up by the red lights, it says right turn only. I interpret this to mean, since they've gone to the length to clarify for me that this is a right turn only lane, that I can turn right on red. Other people, including my uh, spouse, Chris, have interpreted the opposite to say that they have gone to those lengths. And so clearly, they wouldn't have said all that if you could turn right on red. My case is that it doesn't have a no turn on red sign right. yeah. as is customary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Because we had an argument about it, I've subsequently asked probably six or eight people and it's been 50-50. Nobody, I can't get unanimous agreement on what I think is the obvious interpretation, which means there is clearly no obvious interpretation. And there's a red arrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you turn right when the arrow is red? Well, that's that's what, I'm, that's what I think you should be able to do. But the arrow really implies, and the air is pointing right, right? Yeah, but there's yeah. no sign. Other, yeah. There would be a sign I that says. Convention has yeah. it that if you cannot turn right on red, it says there, no right, right on red. Right. I don't know. With the red arrow, though? Are you two disagreeing? Are you doing this just to no, keep no, my 50-50? No. I, I turn right on red, and I, I drive through that intersection every Chris, morning during the school year to take the kids to school. You're right. So you know exactly the one. Yeah. I, oh, turn, yeah. I turn right on red when it's, a, when it's a, just a solid red. But when Why does the arrow matter to you? Because the arrow is really specific. But what about if the arrow says you now cannot turn right on red because this is an arrow? Because there's a, a red arrow <laughs> points right. What would you do, Renan? So I was, I, I, I would have not turned. I actually like insert a lot of stop signs into places that don't have stop signs as well. And that's, that's you? Of, <laughs> <laughs> like I stop at random intersections. Well, so Erica, you would, uh, you would help me in more ways than one because Chris also says that the proof is that whenever we're at this intersection, others don't turn right on red, which I think proves nothing. I think they just. As, I think people I don't know, don't know. Yeah. I, I, because I have been in that intersection and I find the Do same thing. I Do don't. I, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a horn person. I yell, mm-hmm. but I don't lay on yell the horn. In the car. I hand, do yell. Hand in gestures. Yeah. Hand gestures. If the kids aren't in the car, yes. Well, now why? If children are pre- present, I'm <laughs> very composed. Why are you not a horn person? Because I'm not a horn person either. What What is your reason? I was at an intersection, mm-hmm. and there were two lanes, and. 
then the light turned and I was just about to go. The woman next to me started honking at the guy in the pickup truck in front of her. Okay. He put his car in park oh, and got out of the car. Nope. And I saw that probably, I think I might have been in my early 20s and I thought, note to self, do not honk your horn. Wow. People will pick come at you. Call a learning experience. Yeah, I, like that. I, I have no interest in someone coming after me in and my car. Truly, you just don't know who's around you. I mean, I mean, you could honk the car, and um, former I, guest friend of the show, Allison Byerly, could have could be in the car in front of you. Are you going to be the one that right. that's honking at her, or I, flashing I think, her lights? And no, thank you. I think we all know what we're thinking. What's that? You need to get this point into orientation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could we, it, uh, do we have a list going of all the things we need to do? We'll send you something. Washer, dryer. We'll follow up. Renan, send Honking. a follow up. Honking. Yeah. yeah. Debit cards. And yeah. I, I, I think that um, with that callback, I think that, uh, I think we're ready to close the show. Yeah, that seems pretty decent. Um, Erica, I'd like to thank you for being on the show. You've been a fantastic guest. And I would like to remind our listeners out there that they can follow us at some later date on Twitter. Uh, they can follow us on Facebook by just searching for various breads and butters. Uh, they can email us questions and comments and concerns. Where? Variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com. And is there anything else they yeah, can do? They should be uh, rating us at iTunes. And and five star only, please. Um, oh, I think that's assumed. Yeah. Well, All right. We're good then. Yeah, headphones off. Headphones yeah. off. Testing service. Oh, we just have After her the beep, please record a message. Thank you, Pippa. She sounds nice. Afterwards, your message will be played back to you. Hello, love. This is your message. If you are able to hear your own voice, then you have configured Skype correctly. Oh, Afterwards, happy Christmas, Pippa. Look, Big Ben, Parliament. That was incredibly good. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.